0: Everyone, This is Weekday Devotion. This is Pastor Daniel. Thanks for being here with us. And today we're going to continue in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 uh, as we get to our third discipleship metaphor uh, as we look at verses 10 through verse 15. So let's just read that together. Well, according to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation, and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds. he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. All right, so we see this third metaphor for disciple making <clears throat> is that of a building. Two days ago, we looked at the first metaphors out of a human child. Yesterday, we looked at a plant. Well, today it's the building. And Paul here calls himself the master builder. And he begins this with it like in any structure that's built, you start with the foundation. So Paul talks about how much care he took to lay a a good foundation, and that foundation is Jesus Christ. The foundation is the gospel. If a disciple is to be made, built, grown, the disciple's foundation has got to be the gospel. It's the foundation. It's the structure. It's the apparatus. The gospel is our A to Z. And so Paul gets this. But he says, look, I was the builder. I laid the foundation. Others have come along, and they have helped Continued the construction of this building. And of course, the building is the people, people of God, his disciples, not a physical structure. The church is not a building. The church is us, the people. Here, Paul uses this metaphor. It's kind of like a building in the way that we as human beings, as people, as followers of Jesus are built up. And so we got to take care of how we build it. So then he says here in verse 12, Look, if anyone builds on the foundation with these other things, gold, silver, etc., there's going to come a time of testing when everything that's built will be tested with fire. And only those things which endure the fire will be saved, will make it to the end. In other words, will last for eternity. <coughs> now here, obviously, things of gold, silver, that represents earthly, worldly pursuits. Those things which are temporal. So here's the bottom line. This is really one of the big thoughts of this whole chapter. Is that every single one of us, you and me, we only have so many years on this planet. So much time in this life. Just just a little bit. James says this life is like a vapor. Job says my years are, my time is swifter than a runner. It's interesting, the fleeting reality of life. And we come to the end of our life. You know, every single one of us will go before the Lord when we die, give an account. And that's what this testing here is talking about. That moment in time in our future, we stand before God and we give an account for what have we done with the life He gave us. Now, as we'll see, the goal of this is not judgment or condemnation. We're already there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So this isn't about Who's going to go to heaven or hell? That's already taken care of with with what you did with Jesus. If you've trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your name's written in the Lamb's book of life, and you're guaranteed everlasting life. That's a promise. That's why Paul says here, even though he suffers loss, he himself will be saved. Right? So you're saved. I'm saved if you've trusted in Jesus. But what about our works? When we give an account, everything is tested, everything we've done, um, and that which endures the fire, that's what lasts in eternity. Well, what is that? Is that going to be our 401ks? Is that going to be our bank accounts? Is that going to be our nice house we built? Is that going to be their cool inventions that even have been helpful? You know, we talked about um, before the, the man from Volvo in 1959 invented the seatbelt. Great invention, super helpful. But it's not eternal. It's a temporary, it's a temporal work. Only those eternal works will endure. Well, what are those eternal works? People. We build people. We are in the disciple-making business. When Jesus had his great commission, the last thing he tells his disciples, look, look, all authority is mine in heaven and on earth. Therefore, I have the right to command you to do this. And here's what I'm going to command you to do. Go and make disciples of all nations, right? This is Matthew 28, uh, verses 18 and 19 and 20. It's a great commission is what we call it. The church's business is to make disciples. We are in the people building business. And that happens by laying the foundation of the gospel and continue to build on that foundation through the word of God for the people can grow and become more and more passionate followers of Jesus. That is what we're in the business of doing. That's what we're called to do. We're not called just to invent cool programs. We're called to invest in people's lives. So again, I you this: you asked you this yesterday, but whose life are you pouring into with the gospel of Jesus Christ? It may be someone who needs the seed of the gospel planted. Maybe they've never heard the gospel or someone who it has been planted. They're born again, but they need to be watered. You need to pour into them, love them, encourage them uh, in their walk with Jesus. What are you doing to continue to build the building of the church? I pray you walk tightly with Jesus today. I'll talk to you tomorrow.